Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Scenes of Violence on Fire Engineering's Blog Talk Radio. My name is Steve Hamilton, and it is January 18th, 2023, and we are talking this evening with John Ryan and Joe Weber um, out of Augusta, and we'll bring them on in, in, in just a second, and we'll 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 kind of do an intro of what we're we're talking about this evening. Uh, it's been a minute since we've been able to do a live show. Um, some of it related to uh, the dynamics of 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 the fire service and work and all that fun stuff that that runs our life. Um, I'd be remiss if we did not mention um, Bobby Halton's passing. Um, we're exactly 30 days um, since Bobby Halton passed on December 19th. And it's a great loss to the fire service. Uh, it's a great loss to the fire engineering family. Um, he was a great mentor. I, I know that this show, my articles, my presence with FDIC over the last decade is greatly due to Bobby Halton giving a kid a shot, um, valuing the the topics that that I talk about and I would not be here if it was not for him and so it's a loss to me personally um so wherever you are whenever you happen to listen to this whether it be now live or whether it be a month from now um let's uh let's remember Bobby and his dedication to the fire service and basically everything that he has done to make training and education such a huge forefront at the level of which was done with FDIC and Fire Engineering Magazine and all the offshoots, Fire Rescue, Firefighter Nation. It's it's great credit to his leadership, and he will be missed dearly. So uh, having said that, um, we have John Ryan on the line. Um, I met Chief Ryan many, many, many moons ago. Uh, when he was the assistant chief of training at, at Fort Gordon uh, Fire and Emergency Services, which is an Army installation in Augusta, Georgia. And he retired and fell in love with Augusta, decided to stay there, and now works for Augusta University. John, are you with us? I am, Steve. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. And if you want to go back through the archives, you'll see that John was on here in March of 2020, and we had discussed the Augusta project, and it so happens to be we're here to talk about the Augusta project again. COVID kind of kind of threw a monkey in the wrench for everybody, but they're staying strong and, and kicking forward with it. So, John, why don't you tell everybody again a little bit about yourself, and we'll uh, then introduce uh, Mr. Weber and 
we'll kind of dive into what we're talking about. Absolutely. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Um, so we at Augusta University are um, healthcare and higher education-based emergency managers. And as such, we're an all-hazard shop, right? So we, we, um, we write plans, exercise plans, build relationships to um, elicit effective response to all types of different hazards. And one of the hazards that all the communities across the country continue to struggle with getting their arms around and figuring out ways to prepare for, prevent, hopefully not, but if you have to respond to and recover from, is the active threat. And so, um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be going away. And as all of your listeners would know, um, you know, NFPA published a, a consensus standard um, provisionally in 2018, and, and we thought that would be a good opportunity to try and utilize NFPA 3000 as the community foundation that we could champion uh, collaboration across disciplines, across geographic lines, across you know the whole the whole community. And so we we reached out to some of the stakeholders that we that we collaborate with on a regular basis in other hazard lanes and introduced the idea. Um, got NFPA on board and they supported us uh, greatly. They sent. Um, several uh, leaders down and a film crew, and it was a great big thing in, in um, 2020. And it was very successful. We had a full day of education and training, and the design was to fuel collaboration and to introduce um, a, a standard that, that was for the whole community and then have a whole year with which we would do training and education and, and build towards um, community collaboration. And so the first step went great. You know, um, the, the symposium was a, was a success. Um, and just as we got started in the follow-on, as you mentioned, COVID came. And so, of course, no matter what you were doing, everything got relegated to the back burner and um, you focused on COVID. So uh, whatever, whatever it is that you do, you were busy doing it for the next, you know, 18, 24, 30 months, depending on where you were and what you did exactly. And so all of that time, um, we, we are also, um, uh, Augusta University Medical Center is the regional coordinating hospital for um, a large um, multi-county footprint in East Central Georgia, where we are the, uh, the healthcare coalition leader um, for that region of the state. And so we were busy doing COVID stuff from a public health perspective and from an emergency response perspective um, for a while. And, but all the while, um, active threat, you know, was, was always on our mind. We were like, you know, we had this wonderful event and we want to get back to that um, as soon as the situation allows. And so it never really went away. It never really got to the back burner. It was just kind of right off to the side there. Um, and as COVID started to um, subside and we started to get back to, um, you know, business as usual, if you will, um, so many things needed to get back on the front burner. So many things in all of our lives that we hadn't had an opportunity to do. Um, and, and so we had to make a real effort to ensure that this got put back out front or else it was just going to um, get put in a closet and that was going to be that nice thing that we almost did. And so um, we did that. We contacted NFCA and said, you know, we haven't gone away and we're not done trying to be, um, you know, a whole community that is preparing together. Um, and so let's do this again. And so they've, they've again, been very, very um, resourceful and supportive. We've got a, um, a different group of keynote speakers this time. 
um, that we had last time, but all equally as impressive and, and um, uh, expert at the, what it is they're going to uh, share with us. And so we've built another day of um, education and training designed to fuel collaborative, collaborative year-long journey um, to, to adopt NFPA 3000 as, as our community defense to active shooter and ASHER events. So that's kind of what we're doing, um, and it's coming up on February 7th. And um, as time allows this evening, I'll get into um, who our speakers are and what they're going to talk about, and then in the afternoon, what the breakout sessions will be that are um, related to those topics from the morning, and then what the follow-on months look like as we, um, as we roll this thing out and uh, go beyond the symposium. Um, I went to the first one. I thought it was awesome. Um, you were very helpful as well. It's right down the road. Be, be there to help us. Yeah, I, I, uh, I appreciate everything that you do for the fire service and for the first responder community. And um, for you to come down and help us the way you did is, uh, doesn't go unnoticed and is worthy of mentioning. So thank you. Oh, no, please. I mean, one could say that I'm emulating you. <laughs> so, um, and you, you said we. And I believe we have Joe Joe Weber on the line. If, Mr. Weber, are you with I'm us? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Um, would you mind introducing yourself and telling telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, thanks for having us, Steve. I, I really appreciate the opportunity, and I'm very grateful for oh, the you're more than welcome. you have. And, and you know, I would be I would be remiss uh, if I didn't take a, a moment uh, to thank John uh, for everything that he's done. Um, we, being the Augusta community, I think uh, are a huge beneficiary of of his willingness to stay in the area uh, and to continue the great work that he started uh, at Fort Gordon and has transitioned to to the, to the university here in town, Augusta University. And uh, it's not often that a person can say that um, that I was able to hire a mentor, and, and I really believe that. And I, I don't I don't say that lightly. Uh, I, I appreciate the opportunity to to work with and learn from John, and I'm very grateful that we, uh, with John's efforts, are able to um, to put something like this um, for the community to come and to be a part of, and, and hopefully work together learn together and train together uh in order to 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 move the bar uh, a little bit higher and to to make a little bit of um of advancement on something as serious as, as what we're talking about um so so my name is joe weber and um i, I work with john at Augusta university uh in the office there for emergency management uh cparts critical event preparedness and response and uh, you know, as John mentioned, um, we take care of of all things emergency management for for the for the university as well as for the health system to include the the hospital, the clinics, the cancer center, uh, and everything that makes up Augusta University Health. Uh, and we're very happy to be able to to, to work together with our community partners because there's um, so many that recognize um, and. and more than recognized, but are, are are more than willing, you know, to to go outside of what may be the norms, uh, to, to 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 position our community uh, to adopt the NFPA 3000, the whole community uh, approach to to active threat, uh, and so again, for for the symposium that's coming up on the seventh, 
I know that John mentioned that, you know, if we have time, we'll go into to a bit more about what the agenda looks like. Uh, but, but so encouraged that we started something and then we just got completely, you know, um, taken in different directions because of the circumstances surrounding uh, the pandemic. But uh, even though we put so much effort and energy on the front end and then we were, you know, side swiped and, and, and forced to go in different directions, that there was still the desire and the appetite to come back and try and do good pertaining to this specific hazard lane uh, and, and as a community come back and, and, and present another opportunity um, to move the ball forward as it pertains to, to active threat. So uh, thank you for having us on and looking forward to, to providing any insight uh, that I can. Um, and then, uh, thanks to John again for spearheading this. Uh, without John, uh, we wouldn't be having this conversation nor having the symposium that we're having for the second time uh, on February 7th. So looking forward to being part of the conversation. Thanks for having us. Oh, my pleasure. And um, n- Nothing that you said about uh, about John is, is, is shocking or surprising. Um, as a matter of fact, that. Uh, pretty much look at John as being a network master. Um, we started John, myself and, and Dave McGlenn, who's, whose radio show is uh, Friday. We started an army training network and much to the credit of John, we wouldn't have gotten where we are today. It was the three of us talking over the telephone and now our training network is a hundred personnel strong. And we, well, you guys took it and made it happen. Eight. All I did was, was have the idea and, 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 and spark, you know, you have to, you have to give credit to yourselves as well um, because you took the idea and ran with it and you've grown it exponentially um, since my retirement. So kudos to y'all. Had I not called you, had I not said, help, I want, what, what do you think about this? And, and your ability to go, yeah, I know this person and that person. And, and I, you know, I know the chief at this installation and I know the, the training guy at this place. I'd have been some kid trying to kick something off and been like, hey, kid, um, it's a great idea, but I, I wouldn't have known where to go. So, no, yeah, well, I mean, just like you said about me you at, where right? you're at. I mean, you know, you, you, have to, you have to recognize um, when others have good ideas and, and be willing to support them. And, you know, uh, we all stood on the shoulders of giants at one, at one point, and at some point in your career you become um, – if not a giant, somebody that somebody could stand on your shoulders a little bit and reach their goal and, and open a door that maybe they wouldn't otherwise open. And I think that um, is really what, what this is all about, right? You, before, before we opened up the lines this evening, you and I were talking about good leadership. Um, and and that's, that's what Joe represents. That's what the, the senior leadership at AU represent. And when, when I have a, an idea, you know, and somebody's willing to listen, and, and then we get, you know, folks like our local FBI office involved and we get the, the mayor's office involved and we get, you know, um, the, the key community partners involved. The, it's, it's not like we're, we're going to unleash some um, heretofore unknown or un, un, um, introduced concept to the first responder community on February 7th. The need for interoperability on, on austere scenes or complex incidents and, um, unified command is not new, right? Right. So we're not introducing anything to them. They're already doing that. In so many of your listeners' communities, you've got interoperability amongst 
police and fire, and you've got EMS recognizing their role for triage transport, um, you know, et cetera, and um, collaborating with the ED and the, and the staff at the trauma center. They're, those things are all happening. It's, it's an opportunity for us on the 7th to bring all of that together and for all of those folks that are doing these great things already, because unfortunately we've had, you know, X number of years to, to be honing this craft because of this terrible threat lane that we've had thrust on us. Um, it's an opportunity for them to share with the whole community. This is what we do for you every day. And so you should be a little bit more confident that God forbid anything like this ever happens in your community, we're practicing. And, and so we have um, SOPs that align with one another and we've got, um, you know, the unified command as a, a second nature. And but what's really going to, what I hope and pray is really going to be birthed on February 7th is that um, the baker and the candlestick maker and the school administrator and the uh, hospitality industry leader are going to recognize that there's something for them in NFBA 3000 as well, that there are things that we could be doing as a community um, above and beyond the first responders. The first responders are already there, right? They're, they know what they're doing and they're honing the craft. And while it never is going to be perfect, it's becoming more competent and more competent at every evolution that they train together. But the, but the rest of the community, um, we're going to have speakers that are going to talk to, um, like I said, the, the, the hospitality industry, the faith-based organizations, the, um, the school systems. There's, there's a lot that could be being done. Um, a lot of lessons learned come out of these terrible events. Uh, it's not, it, is, it is all bad news, right? But it's not all bad news. In, in the post-event um, setting for all of these, these terrible situations, something comes out. Of it. Maybe it's Sandy Hook Promise. Maybe it's, um, you know, whatever it is, there's something um, that's birthed um, beyond these events. So that's what some of the speakers are going to be talking about. Of course, we'll have um, uh, Chief Otto Drozd um, and Chief Julie Downey, um, the uh, retired uh, fire chief uh, from um, the Pulse nightclub event in, in Florida and the current um, NFBA 3000 chair, respectively. Um, they'll be our keynote speakers. And they'll talk about, you know, their experiences. They'll, uh, Chief um, Downey will speak to the standard and what all it's prepared to help the community uh, accomplish. And I'm sure they're going to talk about unified command and interoperability and probably the need for um, uh, redundant communications, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, but, but beyond that, we've got um, a, a terrific trauma surgeon who happens to be here in our backyard at Augusta University Medical Center who is also a member of the NFPA 3000 committee, um, uh, Dr. Um, um, Alejandro Baez, excuse me, and he's going to speak to um, violence and active threat as a public health emergency in the United States. And then perhaps um, looking at these events through that lens may lead to different research opportunities and funding opportunities and things that um, may help us to, to um, make, some, make some headway and get some traction on these things. Um, um, beyond that, we'll have um, Natasha Roman, who is a protective security advisor for DHS and does terrific work throughout the state of Georgia doing assessments and um, helping uh, critical infrastructure uh, be better prepared for um, all hazards, frankly, but this in particular, as well as we'll have um, the director of the um, Department of Homeland Security Center for Faith-Based Neighborhood Partnerships. So FEMA's um, director uh, uh, over the um, faith-based partnership program, um, Marcus Coleman, 
will be coming. And he'll share the stage with Natasha. And then all of those keynote speakers will have breakout sessions to lead in the afternoon, whether it be um, discussion-based, uh, scenario-based exercises uh, like Brian. And I think, Steve, you'll probably help him with that um, if you're available um, for the first responders. And then Dr. Baez will lead discussions on um, the trauma center and the public health emergency perspective. And then um, Marcus and Natasha will speak to um, the general public, right? That room was, that they'll be leading the breakout session and is designed for, for everybody else and to be introduced to things like um, the power of hello, right? Um, uh, the, uh, understanding the, the basics of um, uh, behavioral analysis of, you know, what is that, you know, this person's never been in our church before. Let me go up and say hello to them and be nice. And 99 times out of 100, that's gonna, it's going to be a very nice interaction. But the one time that it's not, that we're, you know, she's prepared to teach folks how to recognize what's, what's not right here, which something's off, and not, not ask the general public to do much more than just recognize that. And if you see something, say something. It's really, um, if you see something, say something, 2.0. Uh, it's, a, it's a very good program, the Powerful Low program from DHS and, and FEMA. I'm very, very pleased that we have that at our avail now because it gives the general public a toolkit with which to act in the mitigation and preparedness phase of an event like this. We, we spent a whole lot of time teaching folks run, hide, fight um, for the response phase. When in fact, in my opinion, that's built into your DNA, right? I, I don't think if, if, if nobody had ever coined the phrase run, hide, fight, and nobody had ever come up with avoid, deny, defend, that's still what you're going to do if something breaks out in your space. That's what we're designed to do. The saber-toothed tiger sticks its head in the cave, and you're going to run, hide, or fight. That's all you got. Um, what we really need, in my Pretty opinion, much. is to be spend. We, we really need to be spending more time, um, left of bang, with the general public, helping them recognize. And and um, we've been telling folks for 20 years: if you see something, say something. But but we don't give them the tools with which to do that. We don't build programs that elicit confidence that something will happen if they say something. That in fact, you know, and so um, that's what Natasha is going to speak on. I'm super excited about where that could lead us. Um, and so I've been talking for a while. I'm sorry. Sometimes when I get rolling, I get excited. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody hey, can it, feel why we're so excited to have John on our team. Not only is it a wealth of knowledge and information, but his passion exudes uh, the, the information at times. And John, just to let you know, I hadn't been, I hadn't had a chance because I had to get off the phone in order to join. Uh, you guys on, on the podcast here, but I had a very productive conversation with a representative of an interfaith-based uh, network here in Augusta representing mosques and synagogues that looks very That's promising exciting. and very hopeful to have a great representation from that uh, community as well. And not only with that, but also leading, you know, with that run, hot fight, but uh, everything left is vain, looking at a comprehensive threat assessment as an integral part of the way we go forward to hopefully be able to prevent any of these things from happening in the future. So, uh, yeah, sorry to jump right in there, Steve, but go ahead. Oh, man. No, you're, you're, you're supposed you're to right jump on in. That's, yeah, that's the, that's the point. Um, you know, there's, a, there's another really good thing that is organic about what you're doing, and I agree wholeheartedly. You know, left to bang, we need some more prep. Um, we focus very tightly on engage the threat, 
So stop the killing, stop the dying, and rapidly, you know, extract and transport patients. And for the last, well, 10, 15 years, that has been the focus. That has been the focus of the education. That has been the focus of, of funding, training. Everything has been poured into that. The left the bang piece, we kind of, yeah, we we did okay. We, there's a lot. There's a lot to be to be moved forward with that. The other part of that is the right of bang, and that's where I say you, you you're creating this organic opportunity by engaging your community to get involved in this now. You are better preparing the community for the recovery piece which is horrifically lacking in most of these events, the understanding the gravity of how this is going to affect your community forever. Not a week, not a year, forever. Forever this is going to be ingrained and and exist. I mean, I wasn't alive, but I am very aware of the shooting you know, in Austin at Texas State University, you know, shooting down and, exactly. and, and, and killing several people. That was in, I think, 63. Um, that forever, it is forever going to be there. And the effects to your community are, are epic. And if you're not talking to your faith-based leaders because your, your victim pool, your casualty pool, is going to be representative of the demographics of your community. So you may have a mix of faiths. You may have a mix of races. You're going to have a mix of ages that have different um, reactions to this critical stress that they're going to experience. There's all kinds of things that engaging the community ahead of time, you, as, as John said, you can do a lot of things with a hello. My phrase that Dave McGlenn made famous, I didn't make famous, but he, he, he gives me the credit for it. A handshake and a smile is all it takes it, to, to initiate all kinds of stuff. Handshake you and smile is all it takes. Go. That is, that, yep. You can take over the Absolutely. world with a handshake and a smile, bro. Yeah, you, you are exactly right. And I, I will resist the temptation to make a political reference to that. <laughs> so <laughs> there's many people who have gotten quite successful on a handshake of smile and nothing much more than that. Um, so I think it's awesome uh, that you guys are doing this. And if I have it on my calendar. Um, I, I intend to be there um, and I'll, I will aid in, in any way that I, that I can. And I, and I appreciate the opportunity to do so. Um, one, one thing I wanted to, to point out, and I understand that, you know, we're talking critical event stuff, but I've heard this a lot from, from people who have looked at the standard, and I wanted to get your, your, your guys' opinion. And um, Joe, if you wouldn't mind kicking in first, the NFPA 3000, yes, it's, it's focused on active shooter hostile event. However, the feedback that I've gotten from people is if you follow this roadmap, you're really preparing yourself for an all-hazard type of incident. And if you followed the roadmap within 3000, it, it kind of covers COVID. It kind of covers um, multiple different things because we have a preparedness, a response, and a recovery. You change the theme of it. 
it's not active shooter or fires a weapon or, you know, an IED incident. You can make it any incident, and you're just changing that, and the standard will help you get there. Do, what, what do you, what do you, Joe, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. And, you know, I'll take it one step further. You know, you can educate together, um, and, and that's incredibly important. But bring the people together because, you know, it's very often that we go – uh, from meeting to meeting or, or conference to conference or a symposium, symposium, and, and you work together in various aspects of your job, whatever lane you're pursuing at any one point at time, but it's often with the same people in various different settings. And if we can all understand that collectively our ability to pursue vertically change can be exponentially greater if we all understand where we are within the relationship of our responsibility to work together to move the ball forward. Basically, in essence, hooking all of our efforts up to one singular wagon, pulling in the same direction, I think we can create a lot of positive good uh, any which way that we decide to go as to include the NFP 3000 and it outlines such a great roadmap uh, for not only what we're discussing tonight, but when you're talking about the whole community approach, it just builds off the idea that, you know, the old saying being that none of us is as smart as all of us, and we all work together uh, to help, and this is something, you know, I learned from John, to keep Mr. and Mrs. Smith at the forefront of all of our actions, then I think we'll all come out better, you know, in the end. I couldn't agree Absolutely. more, boss. Yeah, it's uh, it's pushing you towards networking with for for a common operating picture. This being Asher, um, but as you articulated, it's it's that relationship piece. It's that um, engagement. Uh, a lot of it service delivery intended, but I mean the relationships that you're building can can far outreach. Um, just this particular topic or your symposium or God forbid you get an event or a scare um, hoax call like we had in Columbia, which was disastrous nightmare. Um, it, it, it's creating those, those avenues. You basically have somebody in the Rolodex that you can call. Yeah. yeah all we've talked for years, right? And, and we've done a, we've done, you know, collectively across the country, you know, I, I have an opportunity semi-frequently to travel and teach and, and meet people. And so I can, I feel good saying collectively across the country, we've done a good job of, of um, starting to break down silos and be um, more collaborative. We still talk a lot more about collaboration than we actually do it. Um, but we're getting there, right? Um, the Titanic doesn't turn on a dime and it takes a while to, to change um, paradigms and generational thinking and so um, we're getting there. But this, this, what we're doing on the 7th and like what you guys are talking about using um, um, the, the roadmap that the standard lays out to be a community-based um, approach for all hazards um, is something that uh, gives us a chance to breathe life into the collaboration talk. Um, and, and hopefully, um, God willing, you know, we're going to have just as good, if not better, event this time than we did the first time, and we're going to get an opportunity to 
actually live through those follow-on months um, and, and focus on the things that we have planned because we have a lot of education opportunities planned for the community. We've got um, an exercise uh, planned out later in, the, in, in late spring that will be a community-based full-scale exercise um, based in this threat lane. And so there's a lot of, um, a lot of good um, training and education and change um, on the forefront down here in Augusta. So if you're, um, wherever you're listening this, to this at, if you're um, within driving distance of Augusta, please consider coming and joining us. And if you're not, um, reach out to Steve, and he can get in touch with us anytime. And anything that we learn, um, we'd be more than willing to share and help out anybody else that's um, trying to do anything similar or to, to um, um, improve their communities in any way. We're all about helping out any way we possibly can. Well, I'd never, uh, I'd never think in my wildest dreams that you would keep, you know, you being you, that you would keep detailed notes and blueprints on how you're, how, how you're putting all this stuff together in the first place. So um, I think conceptually it's amazing. And people ought to be looking at trying to, at a, at a minimum, doing something similar, if not emulating what you guys are doing. Oh, and one other thing I want to mention, um, so plug for the Expo. Um, we, we have been invited to present um, at the NFPA Expo in June in Vegas on this um, uh, Augusta project. So, of course, we, you know, we'll be presenting on where we're at at that point. We won't be, you know, it won't be a complete cycle. Um, but if, uh, if that can help anybody by, by, you know, either come join us at the Expo um, or if I'm sure there'll be um, – um, opportunities afterwards to share uh, the presentation that we that we present at the expo. I think it's awesome that you guys are that that you're open and willing um, to of course to share what you're what you're doing. A lot of people like to keep things a little close to the vest, or we can't we got to uh, fine tune it. Not guys like us, right? Not I know you don't. I, you know I don't. I can tell you, Joe doesn't. We're all about collaboration and sharing, and uh, together. We're, we can be better. You know, that's where we're, we're all moving in the, in the right direction together. Yeah, I'd prefer you beat me up. Um, I want you to beat me up because I want to know how to do it do it better. Maybe you see something that I don't or you have an opinion that makes it better. If your intent is to make it better, I'm all ears. If your intent is to be that's a true. jerk, uh, I'm probably going to tune you out. Right. Yep. I'm with you, bro. So February 7th and 8th, right? Uh, just the seventh. It's a one, yeah, one day event. Um, February seventh. It'll kick off at eight o'clock. From eight to eight thirty is registration and breakfast. Eight thirty, the mayor will speak, and from there, the keynote speakers will take over. And um, uh, it's going to be. It ends at about four thirty in the afternoon. Um, we'll have um, some, you know, uh, like I said, discussion-based sessions in the afternoon. Um, some show and tell stuff. The the uh, the sheriff's department is going to bring out their bomb unit and the fire department is going to bring their unified command trailer and, you know, just that kind of stuff. There'll be a little bit of a mini expo going on there as well, but it's going to be a great day. So um, please, if, like I said, if you're in the region, come join us. Um, and if you're not reach out and we'll get, we'll get you um, anything you ask for. Yeah. And I got to, um, I got to mention that the last time you did this and, and I went um, Augusta fire, had, I guess what they call a, a photo kite. Um, first time I'd ever seen it. It's a drone that is attached 
to a, to an electrical cord and and fiber optic to shoot everything back. But you push a button and it's it's literally like a kite. Um, it's yeah. tethered, doesn't go anywhere, and it allows you to basically utilize a drone that's on a leash. Um, yep. And because it's a drone that's on a leash, it doesn't require any kind of piloting license or anything like that. Um, exactly. Still I have thought that, that thing was It'll amazing. Be there again this time. And I'd never seen or heard of anything like that before until I was there. So, again, you know, there's there's all kinds of, of, of opportunities, not just uh, not just going to, to, to hear, you know, the, the talk and the presentation. Obviously, that would be the main driving force, but there's more to that. And if you're coming, regardless of where you're coming from, bring a stack of business cards so that you can Absolutely. pass them out and, and have that uh, have that networking piece. You might find yep. the one person who has the one piece that you need to complete your plan or enhance it or whatever have you. Yeah, you know, just we just learn together, right? I may not know exactly what it is you need, but I might know somebody that does, and maybe I can make the introduction or vice versa. You know, um, somebody that comes just because they're hearing us tonight um, may have a piece that's going to enhance our entire project, you know, and say, hey, did you guys ever think of this? And, in fact, you know, either we hadn't or we, we thought of it but didn't think it was something that we could quite pull off or whatever. It's just, you know, um, the, the, uh, the growth that we all experience together can't be overstated. That's one thing that I've always loved about the fire service, um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I still love it. So I think we're, it's going to be a great day. So is there any of this material, the schedule of speakers, info on what they're talking about, is that accessible on digits? Is that accessible through an Augusta University site or anything of that nature? So it's accessible on digits. I've got a digital flyer um, that I can share with you, and then you can push it out to your audience, as well as the um, there's a uh, QR code. Um, as well as, of course, a hyperlink that will drive anybody interested to um, the registration portal um, where they can register. Um, uh, because, unfortunately, um, it is a limited seating event, right? There's 256 um, seats in the venue that were a beautiful um, 18th century, 19th century, excuse me, um, First Presbyterian Church in downtown Augusta. It's on the um, uh, registry of uh, historic um, uh, venues in the United States, beautiful place but it only holds 256. Um, and so I, I would ask that anybody that wants to join us, please register so that we know, you know, that we're not going to go um, past room occupancy and, uh, you know, like that. But I've got about 175 people registered right now. So there's plenty still, plenty of seats available, 80 some seats still available. So I can get the, uh, the digital flyer to you as well as the QR code and hyperlink for the registration. That'd be awesome. I, I'm glad you, uh, you mentioned the seating issue because, you know, my radio show, I have hundreds of thousands of listeners. And people well, are probably no, going And that would make us all look bad, right? Ticket. And here we are, you know, championing <laughs> the FBA standard, and all of a sudden here comes the fire warden because we uh, uh, <laughs> look very foolish. <laughs> well, I don't know what's more foolish, is that situation or actually believing that I have hundreds of thousands of listeners. Uh, <laughs> so if I did probably be on Fox News by now or, or, or something similar. So hey, um, you're on your way though, buddy. You're on your way. <laughs> baby steps. 
the uh, that's right. So in the future, so we we got the first iteration done in the bag in 2020. Now we're we're, we're discussing what you guys are doing in in next month in 23. What's what's down the line as far as uh, the Augusta project, or is it still is it still kind of let's see how this goes and and we're going to go from there. So beyond the the training and education that we have laid out for the next um, five to seven months, let's say, um, that will culminate in the full-scale exercise, it remains to be seen because we're not sure. Collaboration leads to relationships that leads to who knows where, you know, Um, and it may be something that uh, we end up helping the hospitality industry do something and we're we're at, you know, you know, doing something in that, in that lane that we didn't foresee, or maybe um, developing best, best practices in, in the school system, um, or who knows? I don't know where it goes, but we have a, we're trying to control the controllables like we, like we always do. And so we can control planning out um, four to six, five to seven months of training in the community that will culminate with a full-scale exercise. Beyond that, we got to kind of take the, the basically do an analysis at that point and say, okay, where are we? you know, and where are we trying to go and, and how do we get there? You know, but right now where we're trying to go is the five to seven month mark um, and have successful education and, and make differences in the different pockets of the community that heretofore might not have realized that they had a part in this game. Um, you know, if you just ask John Q. Public, you know, whose responsibility is preparing the community for, for active shooter, they're probably going to say police, fire, EMS. That's the first responder thing. You know, without really realizing that, you know, um, there, there's something that could be done, you know, in the in the lobby at the hotel, too. There's a there's a culture change that could be in, embarked upon um, where everybody is kind of keeping their eyes open for something out of the norm and, and mitigate the vulnerability to that threat um, before the bang. And so if we can create a community that's coming from that collective mindset where everybody believes they're part of the solution, um, then maybe we're getting somewhere. I think it's uh, it's absolutely correct. So, you know, Hartford consensus that they had Hartford consensus one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It, the initial the initial round of that tourniquets was huge. So, law enforcement tourniquets, fire tourniquets, everything was tourniquets, 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 tourniquets. And the reality of it is, when you look at the science behind. The, the wound profiling and the medicine to, to deal with that, the tourniquet is useful and will save the life of a bystander if it's applied by a bystander. Because by the time fire gets dispatched, gets there, unified command set up, you, you, you determine, you know, do you, are you going to do protected corridor or are you actually going to form an RTF and you're going to go in there and you're going to access a patient? If you can do that in under 15, 20 minutes, that's amazing. Um, and I'm sure there are departments that can. But the reality is you're going to bleed out in three to five minutes, depending on, on, on which artery we're talking about. So the, the community piece is I need to get tourniquets in the hands or of, of the bystander in the hotel lobby just like AEDs, they, they need to be accessible. And that's just one example of, you know, something that would be spurred as the community dives into this, that they go, hmm, maybe I ought to 
look into this. Or if, you know, elementary schools and middle schools, a cat tourniquet is not as effective on a pediatric patient and in, in, in turn a geriatric patient as a SWAT tourniquet, SWAT T tourniquet, yeah. the giant rubber band. That alone, you may learn that, and, and, you know, Dr. Baez may cover some of that. You may learn that and realize, oh, wow, we, should, we, should, we might be, be needing to get some of this stuff. And, oh, by the way, oh, just don't hop on the Internet. We need to buy something rather specific. If you, so you're so spot on as, as, as usual, right? But if you go back to those Hartford Consensus um, publications, right, the, and, and I have, and Joe can testify to this, I've said this for several years now, we missed a great opportunity. And, and if one of your listeners or even you, um, maybe, maybe you're the one. Um, so that consensus, that the Hartford Consensus publication calls for, immediate responders. They used that phrase, that, 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 that what we needed to do was create a culture of immediate responders. And that's who you're talking about. The bystander, Mrs. Smith needs to save Mr. Jones' life or else Mr. Jones is going to bleed to death. And so I think there's a huge opportunity um, that, that's a catchy phrase. People like, you know, catchy phrases. They like a patch that says, I'm an immediate responder. Put a put a um, a sticker on the back of the pickup truck that says I'm I'm trained as an immediate responder. You know, and they're all everybody's going to be covered by the Good Samaritan law, and it's you know it's it's a it's low hanging fruit, man. Just to teach you teach the general public how to use the fire extinguisher, you teach them how to use the AED. There should be a trauma bag hanging right next to that stuff, and the general public should know how to use it. And and, and it, are they probably going to have to use it for an active shooter event? Probably not. Statistically, it's probably not going to happen in their space. But maybe there may be some other trauma-based emergency where somebody's bleeding, you know, and so you teach everybody stop to bleed. You teach everybody compressions only CPR. You teach everybody how to use the AED and the fire extinguisher. You're just creating a more prepared community, you know. Um, and so it's, it's, it's really – I personally don't see any downside to any – except maybe when it comes to the staffing and the manpower to actually get out there and manifest it. Um, but if you get enough people on board, you know, then it's a it's a um, a load that can be lifted, in my opinion. Absolutely, uh, DHS has stopped the bleed program. Um, it's out there; it exists. Uh, yeah, um, become an instructor. FEMA has a, a similar. FEMA, FEMA does a similar program where they embed stop the bleed into a, um, a, about a four-hour course. It can be it can be modified uh, if the stakeholder doesn't have that much time. It's called until help arrives. And basically, it goes over, you know, the tenets of a good 911 call. Uh, it, it goes over a little bit of disaster triage on how to, you know, recognize if you have limited resources, what type of injuries should get those resources. It gets into stop the bleed, and then it gets into putting the patient in the recovery position. And it's just stuff for the general public, people that, that you know, things that you or I or Joe or first responders would, you know, a lifetime of experience take for granted. Doesn't everybody know this? And the truth is, no. Everybody doesn't know it, you know, um, and, and um, so I think that's yeah, coming upon it, us. If it's a national problem and being elevated to the extent that we're articulating it, it's the same as when fire was a national problem. And, you know, mm -hmm. NFPA's existence was born through regulation of sprinkler systems. You know, fire extinguishers being, being out there and it can solve a national problem. 
um, ADs being being out there and present, solve a national problem. Choking signs in restaurants, solve a national problem. So if we if we truly believe it to be a national problem, it, it's not a heavy lift. Exactly. It ought not be a heavy lift. Well, I do, my man. I look forward to to next month, um, just because I, having been to the to the first one, I know the second one's going to be great, and I know it's even going to be better than the first, just because. Well, I know you, and you're going to make the second <laughs> one better than the first anyway. Well, um, I couldn't do it by, I, by myself, man. I've got a great team of folks working on this thing, um, and Joe as a tremendous leader, and uh, we've got the right team in place. So you're right; it is going to be a great event, but it's uh, it's it's because of everybody's efforts. I can assure you that. Oh, uh, I'm confident, confident um, that you 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 banged a lot of people uh, on the phone <laughs> and and email in, in order to to get to where you're at. There's there's no doubt of that. Um, yeah, I'm not afraid my, to knock on the door now. I'm not afraid to knock on the I, door. <laughs> I'm well aware. Um, but what I'm excited about for, for, for you guys and, and for everybody else, really, for that matter, is I'm excited to see what's next, what, what comes after this. Um, because I, I know you're not going to call it, call it done with what you're doing. Um, and I think the opportunity is great. I don't think we anybody would What's that, Joe? I don't think anybody would ever accuse John of dreaming small. That's true. <laughs> Why do I I, I feel a, a, a feel the dreams reference coming on? John, did you get any whispers <laughs> at night when you were laying in the bed? Oh, you know, you never know, man. You never know. Sometimes the spirits talk to me. Um, so we're getting we're getting close to the to the witching hour and. I always try to wrap things up with with letting you guys get in uh, the last word and remind me real quick: is it strong Augusta or Augusta strong? So, in in, in my experience, unfortunately, looking at these other other communities, right, that have been impacted by these events, um, we had. Uh, Dr. Kamen last time, and, and of course he was at Sandy Hook, and we had um, the Unified Commanders from uh, Vegas Route 91 event, and um, this time we're having Pulse, and so it's usually affected city strong, right? It's a hashtag, affected city strong, Vegas strong, Boston strong, Orlando strong, and to me, that's wonderful, right? That's a great tool that, that social media avails to us to to get everybody together and to you know thoughts and prayers that's good that's great but what we're trying to do is to use marketing and the social media aspect of the hashtag um where we're strong augusta right we want to get out ahead of this thing um and so not only does it does it by looking at the words where it says strong augusta it speaks to the strength of a community right but if you understand that normally that's the other way around we are purposefully flipping that script um, where we're getting out ahead of this thing. We don't ever want to be Augusta strong because that means it happened. We're trying to keep it from happening. We're being as prepared as we can be. Um, 
if it ever does happen. So we're Strong Augusta. Hashtag Strong Augusta. Um, hashtag Public Health Everywhere um, is Dr. Baez's, uh, uh, the, the program that he champions, that this is a public health emergency in the United States, and, and that's another um, alternative lens that we need to start looking at this thing through because there's, there's, again, research and funding opportunities and opportunities to make a difference and make an impact that um, – that you don't get if you just look at everything through the same lens all the time. You know, you got to look at it from, from a different angle. And maybe that's where the solution lies. And with that, how can you and not think, get motivated and pumped up and excited to put forth effort and energy to contribute to what's going on here? To have the opportunity to do good while we can, as John says. Uh, John couldn't have said it any better. You know, just listening to him, you know, it, it motivates me to want to do more in order to support what's going on and, and to try and position ourselves as a community uh, to do to do good. I, I think it's an amazing concept. It's so it's such a simple concept. As with most things that are simple, they're amazing. Um, but I got to tell you, it takes a complex mind to see simple and simplicity somebody made the screwdriver somebody made the screwdriver where you can change the heads i mean there's there's all kinds of of simple things in this world that were not simple in their creation thomas edison took him 200 attempts to make the light bulb now we look at it and well that's pretty simple it's (laughs) simplicity nothing is simple until somebody with a complex mind makes it simple so that said it it is a great simple concept of saying we're strong before the event not wow look how strong we are after a tragedy we're strong we're together you know to me that hashtag affect a community strong speaks to the event forced us to finally get together and look at how strong we can be when we're doing thoughts and prayers proactively, right. You know, there's an opportunity. Let's, let's purposely get together before this happens, man. Let's get strong. You know, let's, let's do something together. So that's kind of where that came from. I think it's awesome. Joe, any last, uh, any last words or thoughts on you on what's coming up or, or anything we've talked about so far? Well, uh, thanks again for the opportunity to come on here and discuss uh, thank you, uh, John, for, for leading, spearheading this. Uh, and I can't wait to see what the next 6, 12 months, 18 months, years down the road looks like. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes out of this, uh, really hoping that we can uh, really make some, some, some good uh, progress toward uh, really good comprehensive threat assessment and bring all of these community stakeholders together uh, to work together to exponentially make us stronger together for Strong Augusta. I appreciate it, Steve. It's it's my honor. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm thankful that that you came on here, not the other way around. John, any 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 last uh, any last uh, add-ons to to next month or or you know Asher or active shooter in general. No, I would just just again reiterate if you're if you're um, in traveling distance, join us and um, let us share the experience with you, and um, let us share whatever lessons we're about to learn with you. And um, we're open; we have our ears open to your uh, 
um, suggestions on how we can do what we're trying to do better and just, um, you know, just never give up the fight, right? Never out of the fight. And so, you know, always be trying to do what it is you know is the right thing to do, and I think that's what we're doing is just trying to help the community. And thank you very much for the opportunity to get the word out the way the, the way that uh, we're doing tonight. Um, without um, guys like you doing what you're doing and Dave doing what he's doing, um, you know, we'd just be we'd be behind the eight ball. So we really appreciate y'all. Well, no, thank you. And um, anytime you uh, anytime you get bored, you wanna you wanna jump on board with uh, podcasts and articles, just give me a shout and we'll. We'll get we'll get we'll get you going, brother. Um, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to. It's uh it's it's greatly rewarding to have the opportunity to talk to uh to talk to guys like you and and see what you're doing and and get inundated into into the process where otherwise I'd be I'd be reading an article or looking something up on social media and going wow that's pretty cool. Um, it's it's very different. So I'm honored um, that you that you guys agreed to even come on the show. So thank you. Um, and with that said, we will uh, wrap up Scenes of Violence for, for the evening. Um, thank you very much for tuning in. And for those that have questions or, or things that they would like to, uh, to reach out to, to Mr. Weber or Mr. Ryan about, um, feel free to hit me up on, on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and I'll get you guys uh, linked up together with one another. And stay safe out there. God bless. And we'll see you in about a month. Be safe, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate it. You guys have a good evening. Thank you.